Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. Winter Olympics 2018. Can Ski Wax Help Win Gold? By Eric Nyler. At the 2014 Sochi Winter Olympics, the 4x10-kilometer relay was supposed to be a battle of cross-country ski titans Norway and Sweden. Felix Breisschadl went from the sidelines as the race unfolded under a warm Russian sun. But when the first skiers emerged from the woods onto the arena packed with spectators, Norway's first skier was nowhere to be seen. He dropped to ninth place, while the rest of the team rallied to finish fourth. For metal-hungry Norwegian ski racing fans back home, it was a disaster, remembers Breistadl, equipment and technical director for the Norwegian Olympic Committee. We were called traitors in the Norwegian media. The culprit? Hydrocarbons gone amok. Technicians like Breistadl had applied the wrong combination of chemical waxes to the bases of the athletes' skis. These hydrocarbon and fluorocarbon compounds, which take the form of waxes, fluids, and powders, must accomplish two contradictory tasks for skiers to win gold. Grip the snow on the uphill while also gliding on the downhill. The compounds adhere to the base of the ski, which is made of ultra-high-density polyurethane, but dissipate over time. For a two-minute downhill ski race, competitors want the slipperiest surface possible. For a two-hour-long cross-country marathon, it takes six or more layers of wax to keep the racer moving up and down over the course. At Sochi, Breistadl and other Norwegian ski technicians tested dozens of combinations of skis and waxes alongside the athletes in the hours leading up to the race. But just before the event began, race organizers decided to spread a layer of salt on the course. Salting a course is a common way to preserve a course by reducing the snow's surface temperature by up to 4 degrees Celsius, 7 degrees Fahrenheit. That happens because of an endothermic reaction that pulls heat from the snow to the salt. Nitrogen-based fertilizers like ammonium nitrate and ammonium sulfate are also used to harden snow on race courses. We tested in one condition and the organizers decided to put out salt on the ski track, Breistadl said. The whole package didn't work as well as we hoped for. A good wax job won't win an Olympic race, but it will keep things close, according to experts. Similar waxing problems also plagued Kicken Randall, a U.S. cross-country skier who competed at Sochi and will be attending her fifth Olympics at Pyeongchang, South Korea. 
In Sochi, Randall failed to qualify for the women's sprint event by five one-hundredths of a second. She believes her skis didn't glide enough to escape the other racers on the final descent to the finish line. I made a break, and they all came back on a downhill, Randall says about her qualifying heat in Sochi. Even one of my teammates came sailing by. Maybe she also lacked a final sprint, Randall admits, but good wax would have given her an edge in the two-and-a-half-minute race. In South Korea, it will be Andrew Morehouse's job to make sure Randall and the other Americans don't have a repeat of the problematic wax conditions in Sochi. We don't want a fit athlete that can't compete because the skis are bad, Morehouse said from a pre-Olympic training camp in Austria. We have won some races when our wax is better. Ski waxing is a combination of art and science. Morehouse will be lugging not only his laptop and several suitcases of wax to South Korea's Olympic skiing venue, but also devices to measure the moisture content and temperature of the snow and air, as well as climate conditions and wind speed. The technicians also need to know the position of the sun on each section of the race course, which often runs through shady forests and sunny open areas. For longer races, Morehouse begins with a standard paraffin base wax that is melted and then brushed into the pores of the ski base. Then comes layers of fluorocarbon powder and liquid waxes that often contain nasty solvent-based additives such as benzene, toluene, and xylene. To protect himself, Morehouse wears a respirator, and the U.S. ski team recently purchased a semi-truck with ventilation hoods to create a safer work area. This move came after scientists in Sweden and Norway found wax technicians who prepare hundreds of skis at championship events were tested with high levels of harmful fluorinated compounds in their blood. The European Union also considered banning certain types of ski waxes because the fluorine compounds produce a climate-warming greenhouse gas, though that move has been postponed for now. The composition of those mixes are carefully guarded secrets. Big European ski teams carefully guard their wax selection and use code names on two-way race radios. The various chemicals in the wax combine to perform at different temperatures, Morehouse explains. In cold conditions, you want waxes that are hard and durable so the snow crystals can't dig into the ski base as much, he says. As you get warmer, you want waxes that repel water and shed dirt. The more fluorocarbons, the more hydrophobic they are. In wet conditions, you want waxes that have a lot of fluorocarbons in them. Longer races are harder because the wax has to last and because weather conditions can change during the event. During classical-style cross-country ski races, a stickier layer of kick wax is applied under the midsection so that the skier can grip the snow when climbing hills. Smoother glide wax goes on the tips and tails. The stiffness and camber of each individual ski also determines how they will grab and glide on the snow surface. On race day, Morehouse melts, scrapes, and polishes a layer of wax before applying the next layer. Then he will join the coach and skier on the racetrack and see which ones work best. The wax layers form a protective coating while channeling water down and away from the ski in tiny grooves along the structure of the ski base. Our job is all about reducing friction, Morehouse says. At the Pyeongchang Olympics, Morehouse will keep track of all this data in his notebook. The Norwegians use a mobile-based wax app so that he can get a rough idea of where to start, and then it'll be up to the racers. More on the Olympics. Visit the original article to follow these links. If you want to watch Morehouse's skiers in action, here's your guide to viewing all the Olympics activity this year. Excitingly, you can watch most of the events in real time, like really real, for the first time this year. And keep your fingers crossed that none of them gets struck down by norovirus.
Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.